ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Two Average Brown Bros podcast. I'm your host, Brashank. And I'm your host, Andres. And today is Monday, November 29th, 2021. Andres, what's happening? Well, life is good so far. A bit busy, but enjoying it. Uh, yeah, just, you know, living my best French Canadian life. How about you, Brashank? How are you doing? Yeah, I'm with you on that. Uh, not the French part, but living my best Canadian life. Uh, the usual, you know, we have our podcast every week, so it seems like we're you know frequently updating each other and our listeners about our lives all the time. So you know, sometimes it gets to a point where nothing really exciting happens every week, or even you know monthly on a monthly basis. It's just going through the routines of working or going through school. But, you know, you just got to take pride in that and continue pushing because that's what life is all about. Exactly. And right now, cannot really complain. Yep, exactly. It's just going, uh, not smoothly, but going as it should be, you know, with whether it's work for me or school for you, it's, it's going. <laughs> and that's all that matters. Absolutely. So, Andres, what did you learn this past week? Uh, what did I learn this past week? Ooh, I learned a lot about, um, I learned a lot about, um, World War II. Ooh, what'd you learn? Um, I learned about the, um, so many different things. I learned about why Operation Barbarossa didn't work. So for those that don't know what that is, um, Operation Barbarossa was his Hitler's um, military mission to uh, to conquer Russia. Um, so um, why it failed, and then with that, then also the um, the expansion of the Japanese Empire and the history behind that, and the uh, the air raids, the bomb air raids in London. And kind of like how how British people were able to still keep morale up, uh, morale up uh, during during those hard times. And then why Winston Churchill didn't win the election right after World War II? Why is that? Uh, so what they were saying from like the video and documentary that I watched was because, well, first of all, campaigning wasn't great from. Um, from Churchill's party, they were really focusing more on his uh, personality rather than the issues. Um, and apparently, well, what they were saying and anal analyzing the trend and everything, people so like even though people loved Churchill, uh, they saw him more as a prime minister to get the war done and to finish the war. So like a prime minister for war times, right. whereas like. The uh, the liberal, I think it was a liberal candidate. I forget his name. Uh, he was more they uh, the population saw it more as a, a prime minister for times of by 1945. The world was coming to the end. They saw that it was the British people uh, saw that um, it would be better to transition to someone that's more on the peace side and reconstructing and everything. And it came to a surprise to the Conservative Party that they didn't win. So, oh, yeah. wow. That's very interesting. Yeah, they thought Churchill had it, and apparently not. 
So no, yeah, that's, yeah, that's very interesting. Um, you never know, especially with elections, especially around like those times. You never know, right? Like people can be very popular, but there's just a couple of th things that make them slip up. Exactly. So yeah, that's what I learned this week. How about you? Um, so for me, I was as you as I talked about last, you know, last week. Um, um, I was coming to the U.S. and I came to the U.S. and then you know I obviously with COVID, the airspace had been pretty down. But then when I came here, I noticed there were so many planes in the skies. You know, like I know U.S. is a pretty popular and famous place to like travel, but I had never seen the airspace this. And literally, we went like even in the air, I could see like so many other planes flying alongside us, going against us. You know, so crazy to see. And then later, I realized when I, you know, came home here, I went online and I'm like, wait, it's Thanksgiving in America, right? So the holiday season is usually the busiest time of the year for travel in the States and even Canada, but especially in the States with so many people. So one thing I learned is never like for people like us, casual travelers, it's okay to travel. But, you know, you can run into lots of problems if you have deadlines or something in the holiday season. Mm -hmm. And another busy time or time of the week is actually Monday because a lot of or commuters travel, obviously, Monday mornings and come home Friday nights, right? Um, so definitely those days. But definitely, like, you know, Christmas, Thanksgiving, New Year's, with those coming up in the next month or so, you know, if you're traveling casually, it should be fine. But if you have a tight deadline or budget, you need to be more aware of those situations. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I am, yeah, true. It was American Thanksgiving. <laughs> just like, it's just like Thanksgiving is like such a past thing that like for us, like because it we're done in like in October, right? So then thinking about Thanksgiving again, is kind of weird. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So how has it been so far in the States, Rishank? It's been pretty fun. I uh, came here for a wedding actually, you know, with... COVID starting to wane, but then that's not really true because a new variant from South Africa has been detected in a lot of places. Um, so it seems like COVID is literally never going to end because every time you're thinking, oh, the vaccines are going to help and we start to like relax a little bit, there's a new variant that pop up. So it is still a little bit scary, but, um, you know, it's just got to stay safe like always, stay cautious, got to wear your mask when you can. Um, but in the States, it's almost like it's, nothing's here nothing's wrong literally no one really wears a mask you go shopping no some shops still have a mask mandate but for the most part no one really cares starbucks i went to starbucks the only people wearing a mask were the workers you know so <laughs> and this is still in the you know a pretty liberal area so uh, if you go down south i'm sure it's a lot worse so definitely gotta stay in, safe and vigilant but it is what it is. Like we've learned to live with it for the last two years. Got to continue pushing on through that. That's the only way we can survive this. <laughs> exactly. So, guys, what are we talking about today? We are talking about the a living thing that makes noise in our podcast every once in a while. Uh, so we're going to be talking about, in general, we're going to be talking about pets, but then we'll dive in a little bit to talk a little bit more about Sherlock, because we realize that we always bring up Sherlock, and you can probably see hear him 
to our audience. You could probably hear him in the background doing his own thing. So it just felt like we need to explain what is happening and who Sherlock is. Yeah, exactly. You know, we always say, hey, Sherlock's in the background or Sherlock sounds so happy. But I'm sure the listeners are out there saying, who is Sherlock? <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. So we're going to be talking about this little bud. Love it. So, Andres, pets. I know you have Sherlock right now, but tell us a little bit about your pet history in your life. Well, for pets, I've had, I've had pets mine, like, I would say since I was like probably one or two years old, uh, I always had dogs. Uh, so yeah, I was raised with a dog around all the time. Um, where I'm more of a like always been more of like the big dog kind of person. So Sherlock is actually the smallest kind of dog that I've had. Um, so yeah, always grew up great sense of responsibility. Though sometimes it can be a little bit too much. You just sometimes you just don't want to do things, but you have to because you know you have gotta take care of a living creature. Uh, but it's always been fun. It's like nice company. It's just they're they're just they're amazing. I like animals in general. They're just it's such great company that I I honestly um, don't know how I went almost seven years without having a pet of my own um while I was like in university and then starting to live by myself so no definitely pets are like been a great part of my life and you know like with friends that you have like you you have friends that you go through like big like good and bad like moments of your life and you go through them with them same with like same with pets sometimes sometimes it's nice just to sit down and you know talk to your pet about whatever it's going on and they will they i would like to say they don't judge you but sometimes they do <laughs> but yeah that's my pet story yeah secretly i think pets judge us all the time you know sometimes they give us a look <laughs> they're like i know what you did <laughs> oh yeah probably i'm pretty sure you're right on that <laughs> how yeah, about with, you yeah with me so Growing up in Nepal, my dad was a vet, so um, while we didn't have a pet ourselves, he ran a clinic where people could, like, leave their pets for, you know, almost like a boarding school here for pets, boarding um, hotel. But for there, it was, like, trekkers that would come to Nepal to go trekking, mm -hmm. and they didn't have a place to leave their dogs, so they'll leave it at my dog's, my dad's clinic, and he'd just bring it home for, you know, how long, and we'd take care of it. Um, one, of my, one of the funniest memories, Little cute dog. I for, I forgot the breed, but I think it was a Bichon Frise. Um, but it was very cute and really puppy at that time. Really, really small. And the owners went on a trek, so so maybe two weeks. And I remember that little poor puppy wasn't really trained well, and he literally pooped everywhere in the house. Just um, because you know, growing up, she had has had bad experiences with dogs. So when she was a kid. She got bit by a dog, and ever since she's been scared of dogs, mm -hmm. and that's one of the reasons we don't have a dog now. Um, but at that time, you know, it was, we were, she was pretty much forced to have the dog, uh, so she was so sad and like mad about the dog pooping everywhere. But I just remember it was so funny because it was like such a little cute puppy, so it didn't like even poop that much, it was just like scattered, like almost like rabbit poop everywhere. 
Oh my god. Uh, but yeah, that was the funniest. But yeah, so like for me, I've been raised with dogs, not while not having my own. Um, my grandparents had a dog in their village in Nepal, and I love playing around with it. Um, and even after you know moving, I've I think I've always loved dogs. Um, whether I go to my friend's house, you know, in Saskatoon or Regina or even Sherlock, you know, once you've gone Sherlock, I've been. it's been fairly friendly having nice you know having a friend close friend with a puppy because then i can play with it without all the responsibilities right that's the biggest thing i think um i think from outside perspective that's the nicest thing because like and i'm sure this is hard for you andres like you know when you have a puppy you really have to think of it as a child especially when you're traveling and stuff like i love traveling so for me that's been that's been the hardest um thing to just wrap my heart around it's like i want a dog i really do want a dog but i travel so much that i'm like either i need to have a super close enough friend that i can like just leave it at all the time or pay have enough money to pay for like a ho puppy hotel right so i think that's a hard for for me that tr i'm trying to fight through right now it's like i do want travel especially with covid where i haven't got a chance to travel i'm like maybe i should take the next year or so just to or next couple of years to travel and then get a puppy so then by then I'll, my travel dog will have somewhat waned a little bit and then I puppy That's I think that's that's pretty good and like uh, that sounds like a terrible like experience having like the dog just do his business throughout the entire place. I honestly <laughs> I I could like I love dogs and I love pets, but for me they have to be well behaved. There's something also I would say there's something about that says something about owners when your pet is not well behaved. Mm -hmm. Like why? Like it's just like a child, uh, like having something like I pretty related to that. It's like why is your child so misbehaved, right? Yep. Um. So, uh, same with pets. If your pet is misbehaved, then you did something that your pet like your pet behaves that way. Um. So that's yeah. I think I was just trying to also do some memory, and I think I at some point. And I think it was in elementary school. I had a turtle, but it's one. It was like a class turtle, you know, like the typical like from movies or TV shows that they get a turtle and they just pass it around the class every so often. Yeah, I, th I think I had a a class turtle, and I mean it did survive. But yeah, I think I had like one of those tiny little like pet store turtles, and that's about it. But yeah, no cats um, because. Just like your mom had a bad experience with dogs, my mom has a bad experience with cats. So, mm. no cats for us, but it's okay. Um, later on, like uh, I figured out, I'm mildly allergic to cats as well. So, um, so there's that. So no, thank you. Uh, <laughs> and then, um, but yeah, no pets. Pets are just so nice. Um, but now I have Mr. Sherlock with me. It's been like over a year since I've had him. So, um, T well, talking about Sherlock, why don't yes. you tell us his origin story? Sherlock, um, for everyone so that you can paint a picture of who Sherlock is. Sherlock is a beagle mix. So, AKA he's a beagle, but he has some Labrador on him. So he's bigger. than a, like a regular beagle but he still behaves like he still has his beagle nose 
So he's very curious about sniffs and finding new smells. But so she met Sherlock through a friend because my friend works at um, works at the Bad College and at USASC. So, um, so she gets to work with all the different types of animals and that they have at the university and taking care of them, making sure that, um, you know, they're pretty good for like either students to use or for research. So with Sherlock, Sherlock is part of like two of the different types of beagles they have at USASC. So they have purebred beagles that they use for research. And then they have beagle mixes or like some other kind of like dogs. Sometimes it varies depending on where they get them from, but they use them as teaching dogs for the vet students. So Sherlock is a former academic. So he was a teaching dog for the vet students. So basically what they do is like, um, just like the routine procedures of like evaluating a dog um, in the clinic. He didn't get anything too invasive done on him. So, um, so yeah, so you know, like making sure that his joints are all right and uh, his health wise, like is he overweight? Is he eating well? Um, his vaccinations and all of that, as well as they do some behavioral training, but not a lot with them. So my friend worked with them and like these dogs, they go through cycles. They don't stay like a long period of time at the college. Uh, they stay like between two or three years. So Sherlock's clan uh, was coming to an end. And my friend knew that I always wanted one of the beagles that they use for research because they're adorable. And I was getting on the mindset that I was ready to have a dog. So, um, so uh, with him, so I went and met him, took him out for a couple of walks and everything. And then when he came down to it, um, when he came around to it, um, uh, it seemed like it was a good fit. Uh, they did interview you and everything. And... Yeah, that's how that's how I got Sherlock was through my friend that uh, she worked there and she well she remembered that I wanted a dog. So um got to meet him and it's been one of like it was also pretty good timing because it was just right at the beginning of COVID. So uh with that with COVID, um I actually got to adopt him earlier. I it was planned to be like for the summer of 2020 uh, where I will get him. But because of COVID, they were like, we're trying to get all the beagles out um, to their homes. Uh, can you take him? And I was like, yeah, I can take him early. I'm working from home. Uh, so I got Sherlock. So Sherlock has been my COVID buddy. Uh, and we've spent so much time together. But yeah, that's Sherlock's origin story. He is a true academic, and he has a couple of interesting things on his dog CV. That's really cool, you know. Not like most people's dog story is so simple and straightforward. Well, we got it at the farm, we got it at the puppy adoption place. But your Sherlock is a truly unique. Dog. Yeah, it's a pretty unique story, and I like that. I like that he has character just by he having a story behind him. Exactly. So I guess, you know, with you having a pet right now, 
what are th some things that has really changed your life for the better with having a pet that, you know, people that are on the fence about getting a pet that might not see the, you know, positivity every day. Um, so one of the benefits that I instantly see with Sherlock is that no matter how mad I am at something, um, or like, I'm just like, just having a rough time, like just playing with him or just even cuddling or like petting him just takes my mind out of everything. And it is just so nice just to be able to um to do that and it's just like it I would like there's days like he like I like definitely full on happiness puts a smile on my face but if not like if it's not getting to that level at least like sometimes he makes my worries go away or like not worry too much about what's going on um you know it's just nice because they live so simple lives right they just want to be fed they want attention uh, they want to go out. Uh, but then it's just like, I want that. I want to be able to live such a chill life. So sometimes it's nice. Um, definitely, like, at least Sherlock is a cuddle bug. So I have something, someone to cuddle with whenever I need cuddles. Uh, and I mean, for me growing up, it was like, it taught me responsibility. Right? Like, you have to take care of, like, we, like my brothers and I, we had different chores with our with our dogs so every so often we had to feed them before school we have to clean up after them um we had to take them out for walks so it makes like build that sense of responsibility and what it truly means to have a pet um and now for me with Sherlock because you know being living in an apartment for a while he has to go out so even there, when there's days that I'm just like oh I just want to stay in bed don't really want to go outside or anything, he forces me to at least go for two 20, 30 minute walks a day. Uh, so, uh, and it's just kind of like that. It's just like, okay, I know he has to go out. Uh, so it just forces me to be at least a little bit active uh, throughout the day. And then, yeah, it's just, it's nice and easy. Uh, I wouldn't say easy. Sometimes it's like a lot of work. But at the end of the day, you see the rewards. It's like also very nice when you teach them a new trick. And it is just amazing that they can perform the trick. And it is <laughs> very cute. But I would say there's like, there's like, of course, like the work that gets involved. Like, you know, like with traveling, like all of you know, I also love to travel. So now that's like a different complication that I need to figure it out in Saskatchewan. In Saskatoon, it wasn't that much because, like, I had multiple friends that constantly volunteered to be like, we'll take care of Sherlock when you go away. And they've had, like, when I traveled during COVID, they did that. So it wasn't that much of a struggle. Now it's a struggle over in Montreal. But that's just because, like, like still creating, like, my friend group and getting to know people and all of that. But I think, like, once that's well established, it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be too bad. There's people always, I found, that they're always, like, willing to be like, we'll take care of your dog no matter what. So, um, but it's just, like, finding the right people, right? Um, and, I mean, the advantage with Sherlock with that is that because he was around humans his entire life since he was, like, four months old, surrounded by veterinarians the entire time and vet techs and all of it, 
he's used to humans, so he's no stranger to like meeting a stranger out of nowhere. Um, but I would say they bring so much, like honestly, they bring so much joy to your life that it, like whenever I get mad at him for, you know, destroying a pillow or destroying a pa one of my favorite pair of socks, uh, there's just so much time that you can be angry at them. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because that was the next part of the, you know, thing is, you know, a lot of people do want to get pets. But one of the things that they don't really see that every day that like, huh, that might change their mind into not getting a pet or getting a pet that's a little bit more, you know, more relaxing, such as like a hamster or a fish, like because dogs are dogs and cats are pretty like cats, not so much, but dogs are definitely very demanding for the most part. Right. I would say they're demanding in terms of time. That's where uh, when it comes when having a dog, it's demanding on time because uh, they do need to go out and, you know, to it's not like you can just, oh, yeah. Like if you have a garden or a yard, it's a little bit easier because you can just they can play in the garden, in the yard and then come back in. So it makes it easier for like walks in that way. But like if you live in like an apartment setting, which a lot of people in Canada and across the world do. Uh, you have to it's a like an investment of time so I would say that's one like you have to make sure that you have your routine down to be able to do that because dogs are uh, or any kind of pet they are they are creatures of routine like Sherlock knows when it is seven in seven seven thirty in the morning and it's time to go for his morning walk and now, like before, like when I used to be like full time working and everything, he knew like around five, this is like he will come and be like, hey, this is your end time. We have to go for a walk. And he will be staring at me like, why would you still working? It's walk time. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's the thing. Like pets are creatures of routine. Uh, and another thing is like understanding that they that. The dog that people or any pet that you'll get, there's trends among like the general type of animal you get that you'll see. But pets also have a personality to themselves. So if you meet a dog and it's like, oh my God, they're like super chill and everything, don't expect that all dogs are going to be super chill because dogs have their own personality. <laughs> um, so it can be super chill, it can be like super playful, or it can just be like, complete like I don't want to be bothered so that's something also to keep in mind is um uh it's just like it comes with um uh, it's getting to know your dog I would say that's the other part of it that uh, like understanding their uh their personality um um so yeah they um Another thing is like when at least especially with dogs is training them, you know, like house train them, uh, having them understand that they have their own toys and that's the only thing that they should be playing with and not like things in the apartment, understanding places where they can and not go. So once again, it is time investing and some of it might be also a cost. Yeah, no, that's a really good point because I know a lot of people are on the fences you know, on the fence about getting a dog or any pet, but they're not fully sure, right? Like, and it is a huge responsibility at times. At school, it might be hard. When you have work, it might be hard. But the worst is like when people get a pet, but then two, three 
weeks later they realize oh i don't have time for this or i don't want to do this anymore and they give it back for adoption and like that's a saddest right like i think the best thing to do is like if you have a friend that has a dog or you know any family members that have dogs or pets any other pets bring them to your house for a couple of weeks test it out see if you can do it if you can do it for two three weeks maybe even a month or longer it'll great then you're you're responsible enough for to have a pet but if you feel after two three weeks eh, this really isn't for me you know then don't just go randomly or cat or any other pet without knowing fully how to take Exactly. And I think at least in Canada and probably in the States, there's fantastic programs uh, in which you can foster um, foster a cat or foster a dog or any kind of like sometimes even other types of animals. Uh, and that's like a good sense of what it would feel like to have a uh, to have a little bit of a pet or, you know, like if you have friends that have pets and you're interested in. Honestly, just ask and be like, hey, could I take care of your dog like for a day for the weekend? I'm pretty sure any like at least dog owner like would appreciate that at, from time to time, you know, for like a weekend getaway and things like that. But yeah, definitely. Yeah, like you said, like it's better to give it a try because um, it's not something that you're signing up for something shortly, you know. It's not like a book club that you can just, you know, either not read the book or like you can just join for a bit and then leave. Um, with a pet, it is a like a long one, like a long commitment. Like you gotta understand, at least it, at least it is an eight, like seven to eight year commitment. Mm -hmm. um, because you don't want to be that person that, like you said, like after a year, you're like, oh, I can no longer have it. or this or that, and then having to, like, give it to the SPCA, or, th like, it just, unless, like, there's extenuating circumstances that happen, right, um, and that's understandable, there's times that you are able to have the dog, and then life happens, and you're no longer able to have, to be able to own any kind of pet, and that's understandable, but, like, um, But yeah, understanding that it's a long life commitment and that you're going to be that you're taking care of another living, living creature. It's just not like, oh, I have a dog. I just going to feed him. And two times he goes out for a walk and that's it. No, like they do need love. You need to show that you care about them. Um, Yeah, and absolutely. like, yeah. Yeah, with that, you know, one of the things I've seen, especially in Nepal, is a lot of people will get dogs, but then they realize, oh, I can't take care of it, so they'll just let it go. And there's that's why there's so many like stray dogs in Kathmandu that you see, and they're all, you know, once you get past that initial, I get like resentment, I guess they're really nice dogs, but for the most part, they're they've been guarding themselves. from other dogs, from people, from traffic, right? So you see they're always on edge. But once you get past that, they're really nice dogs. And I feel like that's with any dog or any even like any pet that's gone through so much trauma in their life that once you get past that little, um, you know, that shell of theirs, all pets are really friendly, I say. They are, and like kind of like with like same like with humans, right? Like some like for some of us, it takes a little bit of a while to warm up, and then we kind of like uh, we're able to put the guard down and all of that. Same with pets, like pets, like they have to get used to right to their environment before they can actually be themselves. Like even like with Sherlock, it uh, 
it took him almost a year to fully be comfortable and be who he was because the Sherlock I met at the bad college was someone like it was a dog that was super active, super playful, um, always like running around and all of that. And then when I got him, uh, also it's like the type of energy, right? Because they do sense like a little bit more of the energy that you give. So, uh, then Sherlock, rather than being a little bit more of the dominant, uh, just because of the way I was raised and to teach dogs that you're like the one that takes on and like you're the one that gives like what the orders are, he became a little bit more submissive. Um, but then it took him like a year to like find like completely warm up uh, in terms of like who, like the environment and everything. And the more time I spend with him, the more like he will like show up a little bit of his of his personality and even like moving environments, you know, like I, I saw him with him, like as much as I was transitioning to live to Montreal and what that will look like for him, same for him, like getting comfortable around other dogs at the dog park. It was something new because he was used to his dog parks in Saskatoon. Uh, so for him, it's like, it was also an experience getting used to like a different city and being around multiple dogs at a time at the dog park and all of that, but he transitioned well, but that's the thing, uh, you really have to get to know your pet. I think that's like something that a lot of people don't understand is that you need to understand them to like actually be able to fully cater to them. Absolutely. Um, that's one thing that I need to, you know, I do want to get a dog sooner or later, but like I said earlier, with the whole traveling thing, with the whole thing, come back and forth to places, Right now, I you know I realize it's not probably the best time, but I do want to get in the next little bit because you know I've always loved dogs, so want a dog, want a puppy in my life. Yep, I know. It's it, honestly it's a great contribution and such a great addition and lots of rewards. I would say I've seen so many rewards with uh with having with having a pet. So you know if you ever want to get your hands in Brashank, uh. You know, we can ship Sherlock. It's just a two-hour <laughs> drive down to Ottawa. Exactly. I'd be happy to take him and just, you know, figure it out. Yeah, you can feel him out. And that's the thing. Um, it's nice to, like, get a sense of, like, different kinds of dogs. Because then you get, like, you like in a way, you understand kind of, like, the different types of personalities and their different lifestyles. Um, so I would say Sherlock is more on the... He he's playful and he has his moments and he loves attention. Uh, but definitely he like once he burns out his energy at the dog park or like playing tug, uh, tug over here in the apartment. Then he like he is a he's a pretty chill dog. He just has his burst of I need attention and his burst of like I need to go for a walk and burn my energy. But other than that, pretty chill. I agree, and I think that's more of like the my uh type right the more chill laid back kind of dog that loves to go on walks but then when we're when it's cuddle time it's cuddle time yeah <laughs> absolutely and honestly they're just making such great cuddle buddies um even sometimes they're like i don't want to be held um you just hold them and they don't have they have no escape <laughs> <laughs> well any last pet owning tips i know like we have so much more talk to about talk about, but today, you know, it's more of an introduction to Sherlock and just owning pets as general. But 
Any last tips or um, any last tips? Um, I would definitely say do your research about pet insurance. Uh, even though it sounds like, why would my pet have an insurance? Uh, just think about it. The risk, like when they're young, like when they're pretty pretty young, they can get into accidents because they're just being super playful and they can just get into accidents. But then if not, see it as an investment into when they get older. And like with any kind of pets, that's the thing. Uh, when they get older, a lot of things start to actually come up uh, and they can be costly. So see it as an investment for that. And another uh, another tip will be like, there's like with pets, um, they, they just want to be loved. So just give as much love to the, your pets. Absolutely. And that's with anything in life, you know, everyone and anyone just wants to be loved and especially pets. Cause like the best thing I've seen on Google is, you know, you might have a pet for seven, eight, 15 years, but their life literally revolves all around you, right? You all their life, they've known you, they will know you. So take care of your body really well. Exactly. That's the best way to go about it. So Andreas with that, um, it's a short episode, but we wanted to keep it short and simple today. You know, December is going to be a crazy month, right? We're going to be wrapping up 2021. We're going to be talking about 2022. Lots of things to talk about. So before all the episodes get longer and longer, we wanted to have a good wrap-up um, episode for this week. Um, so what are you looking forward to for the upcoming week? Uh, for the upcoming week, I am looking forward to whenever I get sleep. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally the most that I'm going to be looking forward to. Um, yeah, the next couple, two weeks are uh, the last two weeks of uh, my first semester. So, you know, it's wrap up time. So going to be busy, going to be hectic. Um, so I'm looking forward to hitting my bed. That's that's the extent of it. <laughs> How about you, Brishank? Uh, for the next week, I'll be in the States again for a little, one more week, but then got to go back home. Um, you know, I think it, it has been snowing in Ottawa a little bit, so hopefully there's not too much snow when I get back. But just looking forward to my time, spending time here in the U.S. for one more week before I head back and getting re ready for the New Year's. Like, I know we've talked about saying 2021 right now, but... Can you believe 2022 is only a month away? No, I can't. And I, I I don't know how I feel about that. It's scary and cool, I guess, because it's a New Year's, but another new year with COVID. Um, but it is scary because time is going by so fast. It's just zooming past us. But we got to mm -hmm. enjoy each day, you know, seize the day, they say, carpe diem. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but I guess that's that is what it is. And we'll just have to cope with the fact that, yeah, we're, it's been a full, like, I mean, it's been a very long time that we've been living through this situation, but an entire calendar year, January to December, we had to deal with it. Exactly. So with that, you know, like always, you can reach out to us in so many ways, you know, for the last couple of episodes, we had guests on and we had, we heard amazing things from not just them, but the listeners as well. We definitely want to do that going forward a lot more because people love talking, whether it's on simple things, exotic things, or very 
heavy hitting stuff. People love talk and we'd love to have you all on. Where can they reach us out? Andres. You, you can reach us as at our social media platforms and that is two average brown bros podcast on Twitter and on Instagram. And then from on Instagram, you can uh, you can also see our personal uh, profiles and you can just reach out to us that way with anything that you want to let us know. Absolutely. Like always, if you have any comments, concerns, questions, or probably reach out to us, let us know, talk to us about anything, right? Whether it's about the previous week's episode or this week's episode. Um, if you have a pet, if you don't have a pet, if you feel like if if you think you want to get a pet, talk to Andres. You know he'd be happy to give you advice. If you want to share dog stories, pet, cat stories, turtle stories, bird stories, whatever stories, <laughs> let us know. We'll be happy to have you on. Or if you have any you know topics that you would like to address with our listeners, and you want to be on the show, let us know. We'll be happy to have you on. Exactly, but I think that's it for our wrap for this week's episode. And yeah, we'll catch you out next Monday with an entirely brand new episode of the Two Average Brown Bros podcast. Bye. See ya.